Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Logan's Devotions. It's great to be together. Wonderful to open up God's Word for another day and see what he has to say. We're turning through to Luke chapter 4 again, but before I read our passage, let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word, which is rich and true. We pray that you would bless it to us, that, Lord, we might be encouraged by it, and we might see what your word has to declare. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Luke chapter 4, picking up at verse 38. And Jesus arose and left the synagogue and entered Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was ill with a high fever, and they appealed to him on her behalf. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her, and immediately she arose and began to serve them. Now, when the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not let them speak, because they knew that he was the Christ. And when it was day, he departed and went into a desolate place. And the people sought him and came to him and would have kept him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God and to the other towns as well, for I was sent for this purpose. And he was preached, and he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. Well, it's quite an amazing story, isn't it? Miracles happening, seemingly left, right and centre. We saw yesterday this unclean demon being driven out, and God rebuking it and healing this man, and everyone being amazed in verse 36 at the authority of the word of God coming out from Jesus Christ, who is so incredibly filled with the spirit of God. And here we see the expression of that same word, that same authority, that same indwelling spirit, that same both God and man in the one person manifesting itself here in verse 38 to 44. And I wonder if you were exposed to this, I mean, just imagine you were one of the people there and you saw this evil spirit be cast out and you saw Simon's mother-in-law ill with a high fever. Now, for us, that's nothing major, but back then that could have killed someone. You saw the mother-in-law healed. You saw people with sicknesses and diseases being brought to him and being healed. You see demons crying out, you are the son of God and being told and rebuked to be quiet. I wonder how you would respond. What would you be thinking? What would you be feeling? And let me ask you another question. If you were the one doing those things, what would you be thinking and feeling? What would you do next? Would you think to yourself, well, this seems to be going pretty successfully. You know, if, I mean, if I just heal all the sicknesses and drive out all the evil spirits, I could make quite a following, couldn't I? I could draw many people to myself. I could build up the kingdom of Logan. I could establish a healing tour. Travel around Israel. Travel around Syria. Go to the ends of the earth, casting out sickness. And I would draw all men to myself. 
But that's not what Jesus does, is it? It's striking. The evil spirits are crying out, you are the son of God, and Jesus silences them. Jesus could have healed everyone and drawn everyone to himself, but he doesn't. What does he do? Verse 42, he withdraws to a desolate place. And the people come to him to stop him from leaving. And he says, I must go. What's going on here? Why does Jesus do this? Why does he silence the evil spirits and depart rather than doing what you or I would do? What Jesus tells us, doesn't he? He says, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns. For I was sent for this purpose. You see, Jesus Jesus knew, of course Jesus knew, but what Jesus did confirmed what we now know, that preaching of the word of God, of the kingdom of God, the gospel of Christ, is the only hope for the world. You see, we can heal the sick. Well, we can't, but you know what I mean. We can heal sick. We can restore beggars. We could fix everybody's earthly problems, but the problem is what we'd be doing is making a whole bunch of healthy people go to hell. We can give all of our money away and feed the hungry, but then there's a bunch of full sinners going to hell. You see, the ultimate problem is the problem of the soul. And the one solution given to that is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what Christ came to proclaim. The kingdom of God in its fullest. And I just wonder, in light of what we saw yesterday about trusting the word of God, whether we also trust the preaching of that word. Or whether deep down, in spite of the fact that we say that we believe in the sufficiency of scripture, by practice we actually don't. You know, we say we believe in effectual calling, that God must call people to himself. We say that we can't save people. We say that the word does. Yet, do we practice that in our view of preaching and giving it its primacy within the church's ministry? It's a challenging thought, isn't it? What about as it relates to evangelism? Do you invite people to come and hear the preaching of God's word because you believe that in doing so they will hear Christ and live? Or do you think to yourself, I better start, I better start, you know, having coffee with them first and pursuing other things with them first. And then eventually I might be able to one day invite them to church. It's a challenge, isn't it? Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word and we pray that you would help us to have understanding and insight that we might comprehend truly the power of the preached word of God. We thank you for this example of Christ who, in spite of everything, dedicated himself to preaching. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.